Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and I'm joined for our weekly look at Scottish football by Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, doing good, thank you. Doing well. Good. We're kind of battling our way through the snow here this week in Scotland and it looks like it's probably going to have an effect on the card ahead of us this weekend. Yeah, pretty torrential snow, uh, minus 20 temperatures. I think the Championship will probably be decimated, I think, on Saturday. Um, the Scottish Premiership game should be okay, though. Yeah, we're just looking through the fixtures. And last week we joked about the fact that it would be good if we could get a line on the games that are going to survive and the games that aren't. I uh, don't think many are going to survive in the Championship. Uh, you're not particularly hopeful of the Dunfermline V&D game or Wraith Rovers v United going ahead or indeed potentially Inverness v Morton as well. No, I think anything on the East Coast or in the north of the country, um, just call it off now. Save <laughs> us any hassle or us looking at bets that are going to get called off tomorrow morning at half past ten. Exactly, but we're fairly confident in the, the Premiership, so we're going to, as usual, have a quick run through the games that are taking place this weekend. Uh, just a kind of general point for anyone who's listening to the podcast, doesn't look like there's any real sign of a return to the lower league matches. Um, the suspension of fixtures has been extended into March, which hasn't been done down well, as you would expect. Peter Head, manager Jim McAnally, has actually suggested that be as well just scrapping the season now and letting players and fans know what's happening. Um, and it's not made for an easy period for us punters trying to get involved in Scottish games either, because week in, week out, we're kind of looking at the fixture cards and there seems to be less and less games every week. Well, yeah, so usually on a Saturday or the weekend games in Scotland, we've got 21 games to pick from. And I'm fairly confident that the vast, vast majority of our bets on Scotland in this podcast would come from League 1 and League 2. Yeah. The occasional Championship and the occasional Premiership game. However, we're now down to what, given the weather at the moment, probably, what, six or seven games a week. So very, very difficult. And the Scottish Premiership hasn't helped us really, as in it's such a competitive league. And it really, really is difficult to try and find value and try and find winners. So it's been a bit of a up and down season so far in terms of backing the Premiership. Yep, now that we've got the excuses out of the way, we should probably look at some of the games that are coming <laughs> up. Uh, before we do, the NAP uh, half returned their stake last week, just two goals at Ross County. Yeah, a bit of a surprising result, really. I think Ross County, fresh off the back of that win at Hamilton, you would have fancied them to go and win that match. And I think Paul Petrie from McBookie backed them last week on the podcast. Mm-hmm. At 11 to 8, couldn't disagree. I guess the biggest surprise was that Ross County failed to score. Yeah. Uh, and United scored two second half goals, which was a massive, massive win for Mickey Mellon. Um, and that now lets them start looking up the table now, again, rather than looking down who's below them. Yeah. Um, but we did get a good winner on the McBookie charity bet, which you started doing on behalf of the Bubble Foundation for our friend, Mr Fixit, who passed away just before Christmas. And that won a nice 9-1 to to get some profit in the pot. Yeah, it was nice. Um, so for those that don't know, I'll be doing a weekly uh, charity bet in, on the McBookie Bet Builder every Saturday on every St Johnson match. So... That was our second attempt at the weekend there, and the the bet builder was St Johnson to win over 2.5 match goals and over 2.5 match cards. 
in that land at nine to one. So great to see that land, and obviously great to see St Johnston bring Livingston's incredible record to an end. Yeah, I don't know if it's a good idea relying on you to bet on St Johnston games, if I'm being honest. Let's be honest, for me to actually back St Johnston to win a game <laughs> is a rarity. Big thing. But <laughs> yeah. to win as well is even better. Yeah, we'll take it when we can get it. Uh, anyway, we'll get on to St Johnston briefly uh, in a while because they face Celtic on Sunday. But first, we're going to have a look at Saturday's fixtures. And the first one in my list is Aberdeen v St Mirren. Uh, Aberdeen going to this one, just 1 1 and 8. They've not scored in four games, a total of 330. Sorry, 373 minutes since they last scored. Fourth on the table, going through a bit of a drought, just six points from 24 in 2021. Uh, and you fancy them to win this weekend? <laughs> I do, so <laughs> please bear with me here. Now, there's going to be Aberdeen fans listening to this going, what is he talking about? And not just and, Aberdeen fans, to be honest. <laughs> I know how Aberdeen fans feel about the side at the moment. There's real apathy at Pataudry. As you say, one win in eight no goals in four. They have done a complete rehaul of the strike force. So out went Curtis Main and Sam Cosgrove and in comes Camberry, Henry and Hornsby. Not a great start so far, but I do have some compelling reasons to back Aberdeen this weekend and I'll explain to you why. Okay, so, listening. So all years here. So at the moment, Aberdeen's home form this season is the third best in the league. Um, only Celtic, Just and Rangers have picked up more points at home than Aberdeen. So eight wins, two draws and four defeats. Mm-hmm. So they've collected 26 points of their 44 um, at home. In contrast to Aberdeen's away form, they've only won four games, Aberdeen. And if you compare that to Hibs, Hibs have won nine away games. And that's probably the reason why Hibs are now five points clear. Um, for that fight for third place. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at Aberdeen's team, still a very, very good team um, in terms of who they've got. Obviously, they've, as I said before, they've done a rehaul, probably a big gamble, actually, to bring in three new strikers. I think the Calm Henry loan signing from St Johnston um, is a bit of a strange one, and I think that surprised quite a lot of people. But we're all very well aware of Canberry, who probably fell out of favour a bit, a little bit at Hibs in the end, mm-hmm. but should do a job there. But they've got Lewis Ferguson, they've got Matty Kennedy, Ross McCrory, McGinnon Hayes can still do a job. So there's no doubt in my mind that Aberdeen still have a decent enough squad, but they really have to get out of this rut they're in. Yeah. Now, that's the first point. I guess the second point is as well, Derek McInnes now has probably been in this position six, seven, eight times. Yeah, as boss, he's under a lot of pressure. Yeah, definitely been there and done it, hasn't he? And what tends to happen is he always gets a result. Now, you could say against Hibs last weekend, that was the sort of game in the past Aberdeen would get a result in on the back of some disappointing results and they pull it out of the bag. But I, I do think this weekend against St Mirren, this is the ideal opportunity for Aberdeen to get back to winning ways. They're not a bad side, Aberdeen, but they are going through a really tough patch. And there's no better side for them personally to play than St Mirren. Um, St Mirren's record at Aberdeen is nothing short of woeful. Um, They've only won two of their 25 games at Pataudry. It's a pretty dismal record. The last win there came in 2011. So 
10 years ago without a win at Pataudry. So I do like the look of that fact that St Mirren don't travel well when it comes to going to Aberdeen. Now, looking at St Mirren themselves, St Mirren are in a great position, really, in the league. Yep. They're sitting sixth place. They have two games in hand. OK, they did get turned over last night 4-0 by Celtic, but I think that probably flatters something a little bit. Yeah, uh, I don't think it was a great game, but I don't think St Mirren uh, laid a glove on Celtic at all. And what I do like the look of, though, unfortunately for St Mirren fans, is their growing injury list. So the injuries are starting to stack up for Jim Goodwin. Uh, looking at their injuries at the moment, Brophy's out, Dennis is out, McGrath's out. Now, McGrath's probably the, their main playmaker and yeah. their most creative player. He's also their top goal scorer or joint top goal scorer too. So that's a massive, massive loss for St Mirren. They do still have a beaker up front and Erwin, uh, but they are missing, what, three of their five strikers and they're missing their most creative player uh, as well. And I had a quick chat this morning with David McDonald from Pine Bovril and he very much believes that McGrath is an absolutely huge loss for them. Mm-hmm. So... Off the back of a 4 defeat, missing their biggest playmaker, not a great record at Aberdeen. Aberdeen's home record stacks up. And Derek McInnes always gets a, a lift when required. Now, if Aberdeen were to lose this match... Yeah, I was just going to ask... What would happen in terms of... How close is he from being mutually consented, do you think? I don't know, actually. I think he's maybe got a really good relationship with the board. He's been yeah. there for eight seasons, knows the club inside out. He did come out saying last weekend, kind of all guns blazing, by saying he's a bigger Aberdeen fan than anyone out there. Hmm. So I can I can see where he's coming from by saying that. Because um, he's, he's been at the club a long, long time. Yeah. And I think he's probably, what, second longest serving manager in Scottish football behind Jim McAnally at Peterhead. Yeah. So... It's a match Aberdeen have to win. There's no doubts about that for me. Now, I'm not backing Aberdeen here based in form, but as I've probably pointed out, three or four compelling reasons why I believe Aberdeen, at even money, remember, even money at home on Saturday, I think they can narrowly win this match and get Aberdeen a much-needed three points. Yeah, I think you make a fairly compelling case. I think... You're right to point out the even money aspect here that this is a, a value bet as much as anything else. I think anytime you're getting Aberdeen to win at home, you know, all, all right, St Mirren's top half of the division just now, but historically always been kind of the bottom end of the league. And I think anytime you can get even money on Aberdeen at that kind of price to win at home, you've got to give it some consideration, haven't you? I think so. Looking at Aberdeen's record as well at home against sides in the bottom six or sides like St Mirren, for example. Got a very strong record. The, the, the defeats that they've had so far have come against what Rangers and Livingston. So they do have a good record at home. Uh, I, I just feel the stars have aligned. Aberdeen are not a bad side. They do still have some very good players. And this is the sort of match where even money, I think, as you say, it probably is a value bet. You wouldn't be expecting to get Aberdeen at evens. Um, at this stage of the season with their home record against a St Mirren side who essentially probably don't travel too well and certainly don't travel well to Pataudry and who are missing key players. 
So I think even money here should be taken on, and that's this weekend's nap. Yeah, I think you make a good point about, you know, this isn't based on forum, and as much as we, we love to base our bets on forum, forum's got to end at some point. You just think that Aberdeen are probably due a result. They can't go on, you know, it would be unthinkable almost when we go five games without a win, you know, just, I mean, just one win and, and nine. Um, if they weren't they won at the weekend so yeah fair enough even money Aberdeen to beat St Mirren on Saturday okay next up another forum team uh, Livingston who's incredible sorry I think you need to find a former forum team <laughs> yeah, <his> incredible <laughs> run was brought to a, a halt by the mighty St Johnson uh, last weekend uh, I guess we'll find out this weekend, if that is the Levy bubble burst, um, the day United went to the game off the back of a big win at Ross County last weekend after they hadn't won any. So uh, there was an end to a team's bad form coming. Um, a reasonable surprise, I suppose, the one at Ross County last weekend. Um, yeah, so you think the United here might be worth getting on side with as well? Well, I think so, yeah. So as the saying goes, a week's a long time in football. It is indeed. And if I was sat here last Friday, last Thursday, mm. I'd have any compelling story to tell about backing Dungeon United double chance yeah. against Livingston. However, a week is a long time and it's going to be a fascinating match this. Really fascinating to see how Livy react. Because I think people need to remember as well, Livingston's as good as their form's been this season. And it is a wonderful story how well they've done, Martin Deal's done there. They're not going to win every week. They're going to go on another a poor run at some point. Yeah. And I think with Dungeon United getting that massive win last weekend at Ross County, certainly gives them a lift. And they're at home. United's home form is okay. And it, it tends to be decent enough against the sides in the bottom six. I just think here, given what's happened to Livingston last weekend, losing that match and United at home, very surprised to see United as big as, what, 15-4 to four to win the match? Yeah. And I think double chance at 10 to 11 to give us that two-way split, um, a win or a draw, does appeal to me. Yeah, I think what's interesting is that for all the plaudits that Livingston have received recently, um, a win here for the United would put them just five points behind Livy. And I was reading last week's match report, um, the United's win at Ross County, and it was pointed out that eight of the starting 11 last week were playing in the second tier. Of Scottish football, you know, so you've got to give Dundee United credit, you know, they're just what, one point short of the top six, um, and as you say, their, their home form actually stands up, their defeats at home have come against Celtic, Hibs twice, Rangers, um, Livingston, when they're earlier in the season, and uh, that ridiculous result when they were beaten 5-1 by St Mirren, um, but other than that, you know, they've actually done not too bad at home. They have, and I'm not suggesting they're going to win this match. I just think the 10 to 11 is really good value for a home side with a good result last weekend who are still pushing for top six to avoid defeat. Um, a draw wouldn't surprise me here. Uh, I, I am looking forward to seeing how Livy perform here, though. Mm. Yeah, it could interesting. Very well be that Livy go on a, a poor run of results. They certainly aren't going to win every week. And they, although they have done for the last two or three months, mm-hmm. um, I think Livy's price in this match is obviously based on the fact that they have been such a, a solid side to back over the last two months three months yeah 17 to 20 just feels a wee bit too short for me on Levy with all due respect to them the results that they've had um, 
I would rather, as you say, wait to see this weekend and how they respond to losing last weekend. Um, yeah, I guess just on that point, I would probably um, recommend that nobody backs Livingston for this match in case anyone's looking at this game and looking at Livy's previous form. I think that goes at the window now. I think, as you say, it's probably a match to sit back and take stock to see how they got on in this match. Mm. I still think that Dungeon United here um, are a good shout not to lose the game. Another one I was quite keen to have a look at in this game was Lauren Shankland, who got himself back on the score sheet last weekend. He's 8-5 to five to find the net in this one. Um, not advocating that it's it's backable at that price, but I just was quite keen to see what price that he was. I was hoping they'd maybe be a wee bit bigger than that, to be honest. Well, it's quite funny. I think the Dungeon United official Twitter page tweeted to say <laughs> there's some certainty in life, taxes, something else, and Lauren Shankland goals. And that was quickly set on fire by the Twitter <laughs> world. I think he's got four goals in 22 games. Yeah, yeah. well, hopefully for his sake, uh, you know, the Euros are coming up pretty soon. Um, there's a, a space in that Scotland squad line vacant. Uh, hopefully he can go on a run and get some of the goals that, you know, he looked so good this time last year in the Championship and he's just not been able to convert that into the Premiership so far. So hopefully for his sake, he'll, he'll be able to get back on the score sheet again. So he's at 8-5 to five to score. But your bet in this one is the United double chance at 10-11. to 11. Yeah, that's that's available probably at most outlets at the moment. Okay, next up on Saturday is the Lamarckshire Derby. Uh, Motherwell going pretty well under Graham Alexander. Lost last weekend at Celtic Park, but followed that up with a win at Kelly. Uh, they've now won three, drawn two, and lost two under Alexander. Hamilton going to a game one one and nine. Uh, of course, that only win was over Motherwell, uh, but. Hamilton are 41 here. They've won three of the last five Lancashire dry derbies and drawn the other two. Uh, but you're still quite keen to get on Motherwell. I, I am. I think Motherwell, three wins in their last four. Graham Alexander's come in, definitely seen an improvement in terms of performances, but I guess most importantly, in terms of the points haul. So it's, it's a match for me, as you say, Hamilton have had the upper hand in this match. But if Motherwell have got any sort of aspirations to finish in the top six, bearing in mind they're going to be fighting up against St Mirren, Dungeon United and St Johnson for that last top six place, these are the matches they definitely have to win. Motherwell's home form this season has been pretty woeful, to be fair. But they got a good result last weekend. I just find that this game here definitely backable on the win, mar- on the win market. And the, if you add into the bet builder, Motherwell to score two, it pays a nice twenty-one to twenty. Now, yeah. Hamilton obviously got a really good point at home to Rangers last weekend. I don't think anyone expected that at all. One, the Rangers didn't keep a clean sheet, which mm. is a surprise. But I think they played well in that game. If it wasn't for Alan McGregor, then it could have been a bit, a bit different mm. in terms of the outcome for that match. I just think Hamilton, though, very rarely did they string two good results together very very inconsistent and you have to say in this match here Motherwell look strong favourites to me they do but I would also point out to you that the last time last three times Hamilton have beat Motherwell they've been 4-1, 13-2 and 5-1 to to win the games um, so <laughs> I just I couldn't be back Motherwell here just based on how many times Hamilton you know are underdogs in this fixture but still managed to pull out a result 
Yeah, I just think for me, Motherwell need to get a decent result at home. And I think momentum-wise, confidence-wise, three wins in four. As you say, they've picked up, what, 11 points from the seven games that Alexander's been in charge in. Yeah. So he's not set the head of the light, but he's definitely steadied the ship in terms of points haul. And I guess you could say they're probably due to give Hamilton a bit of a doing at some point at home, because as you say, Hamilton have had the upper hand. Yeah, and just off the back of that, obviously, I think Motherwell fans are very, very quick to um, at me last night on Twitter, given the fact <laughs> that they beat Kilmarnock and ruined new Kilmarnock bosses, Tommy Light's first game in charge at Kilmarnock. So um, all comments appreciated and I'm very touched. Yeah, that's what you get for banging the Tommy Wright drum, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, we'll come on to Tommy Wright in a minute. But um, yeah, OK, so... It's a Motherwell win and Motherwell to score two or more here for you at 21 to 20. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, Tommy Wright's first away game in charge, well, his first game in charge was that win that we lost to Motherwell in midweek. This weekend, he takes his Kilmarnock side to Rangers, uh, to Ibrox. Kilmarnock are 20 to 1 here. You'll know better than me. Tommy, Tommy Wright's record um, as St Johnson manager. Going to Ibrox wasn't particularly great, I don't think, was it? Um, a fair few games, actually, to be fair, but definitely more defeats than victories. Um, it's, it's not an ideal match for him, given the fact they lost last night. And I think they've now lost, what, is it five in the spin now or six in the spin, Kilmarnock? Six. Six in the spin, going to Rangers. It's really going to be damage limitation. I think you can give me 50 to 1 for Kilmarnock. And I still wouldn't put any money on it. I think um, it's going to be a, a really tough day. Rangers haven't been performing that well, as we've said quite a few times over the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, maybe expect them to have a better performance level um, at home um, to maybe brighten up um, Stephen Gerrard's day. Because I think at the moment, that was a bit of a sore one for Gerrard against Hamilton. But to be fair, they've been outstanding this season, Rangers. and. Yeah. This should be another comfortable home win for them. Yeah, so you're not concerned that last week is a sign of um, concern for Rangers. I think it's just a blip. I think we've obviously, as you say, pointed out that they've not been playing well, but they have been picking up wins of late. Whereas, I suppose, the longer that goes on, the more likely you are to drop points at some point. Um, but this kind of feels like a fixture where they can get their act together against a Kilmarnock side that's, I don't think they've scored in five of the last six games. No, I'm not expecting them to go out here and win four or five nil Rangers. They beat Hibs one 0 at Easter Road. They beat St Johnson one 0 at Ibrox. They've then drawn one with, with Hamilton. So, like you say, they haven't been set in the heather light, but um, I'd fully expect them to win this game comfortably two or three nil. And what's your overall thoughts on what Tommy Wright can achieve at Kilmarnock this season? Does he have the squad there where he can get them climbing up the table, or will they need a transfer window under his belt to sort things out at Rugby Park? So I think there's two things. I think he's still got a decent enough squad there to keep them up. Um, Mother, uh, Kilmarnock fans may disagree, but looking through the spine of that team, still a lot of experience there. And for me, still got a better team than Hamilton. And for me, they, they should stay up. But they're going to have to start getting points on the board soon. Um, they're only, what, five points ahead of... Five points ahead of Hamilton at the moment in the league? Uh, four. The four. So four, there's not yeah. much in it, and they've got some tough games coming up. But I do believe they've got what 17 players out of contract 
in the summertime. Wow. Which, to be fair, is probably quite a good thing in a way for Tommy Wright, as it'll allow him to kind of shape his own team. Mm-hmm. But for this season, though, um, obviously the objective is going to be to move away from those two relegation spots. Um, but I don't think that can start this weekend. Okay, um, I will just do my usual and point out the Rangers' price to win to now, which is eight to eleven. And as I say, Kamarnock have failed to score in five of their last six, so have, considering Rangers are one to seven to win, I always think that that market offers some real value for Rangers during this season. No, it really does, and obviously, as you say, it's come in so many times. Um, I, I don't think there's probably an angle in this game to bet on, really. Um, given the way they've played over the last year or four weeks. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just a game to completely leave alone. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, next up, we're going to have a look at Ross County v Hibs. Uh, Hibs looking in a better place lately. Three wins in a row. Um, starting to put a wee bit of distance between themselves and Aberdeen after that win last weekend. They have. and I think as you said last weekend, Hibs' away form has been outstanding. Uh, they've actually won nine games away and only five at home. So Eastern Road hasn't been great for them so far this season, but away from home, they have the second best record in the league just behind Rangers in terms of wins. So away to Ross County, a team who you must say are scrapping for their lives at the moment. Yeah, It's been a bit of a, not an underwhelming start for John Hughes, but there's been some disappointing results in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think last weekend's one against United is definitely one of them. Um, you'd have to fancy Hibs to win this match, but there's one thing, and I'll say this every time about Hibs, there's no way I'm backing Hibs at 3-4 to four at those counties. <laughs> I'm really not. and I, I, I totally get why they're so short, but it, it would not surprise me here to see Ross County get a result at 7-2. to two. Yeah, it seems to be kind of one step forward, two steps back for Ross County at the moment. You know, they've had a couple of good results under John Hughes, but Hughes, uh, but just not been able to add to that and put some kind of run together. Um, yeah, I, I can't see past Hibs here, but I agree with you, three to four. It's just a wee bit too short for me. It's a classic case of Hibs making an arse of this one. It really is. Um, I do think, I don't know what to think about this game, to be fair. John Hughes against his old team. They beat Hibs, obviously, at Easter Road um, yeah. a couple of weeks ago. So he'll be looking to get one over his old side again. But no bet for me. I did look at Ross County scoring and three Ross County corners, and that pays evens. Um, there may be an angle I'll look at and possibly post in the channel. But at the moment, um, it's a no bet for me. Okay, and last but not least in the Premiership, we've got Celtic's visit to St Johnson. St Johnson in a really good vein of form, just one defeat in nine, and that was uh, Ibrooks. Um, massive win at Livingston last weekend ahead of the Cup final, which takes place at the end of the month. Um, and they welcome Celtic, who are now three wins in a row. Uh, and just Celtic have got a phenomenal record against St Johnson. Just looking back at the head to heads, uh, unbeaten in 17 v St Johnson. And the last time the two teams met, St Johnson's scored for the first time in 12 matches against Celtic so can you make a case here for the Saints to win on Sunday? Um, not that price, I think Celtic actually look quite appealing at 1-2 to two. obviously they've won their last two away games 4-0 and 4-0 Celtic against Kilmarnock and St Mirren mm-hmm. we are in decent shape though, we obviously got cut 
final to look forward to. We have ended Livingston's record last week with a good one at um, Libby 2-1. So I think we'll definitely give Celtic a game, but probably not enough yet for me to want to back um, to back us against Celtic. I don't think Celtic have been playing great, but that said, they've won their last two away games, 4-0 and 4-0. So I don't think I can oppose Celtic in this match. I do think Celtic will win, but that's not to say, though, we might not get some value on the on the cars markets possibly um, mm-hmm. once I see team news. So it's probably something I'll post on the channel on Sunday morning um, in terms of a, some sort of card bet builder. Um, we hit some decent numbers for corners to be fair, but having looked at that market, um, the boogers are quite wise to that, and they're expecting what at least five to get anywhere near evens. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, probably no bet, but. Once I see team news, I will be looking at the card markets for this game. Yeah, the one market that kind of appealed to me just based on some of those stats was Celtic to win to nil. Now they're one to two to win the game, but they're eight to five to win without reply on Sunday, which I thought could be some decent value. I mean, if you're going to back Celtic to win at that short price, you might as well back them. Eight to five to win to nil based on the fact that St Johnson tend not to score against them. Yeah, I think so. I think we're in decent shape, though. Uh, it really depends on what side Callum Davison puts out. Um, he, he tends to throw the side based on who they're playing. Mm. But I don't think he'll go too up top like he did away at Levy last week. It'd be great if he did. Uh, but he might switch things up a little bit and mix it up, up especially, especially up front. There may be a, an angle in terms of Celtic to win the match and two Celtic goals. That paid three to four last night at St Mirren. Yeah, and it was something I wasn't posting the channel, but you talked me out of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that could be another angle for, for Sunday. Yeah, I will just caveat the fact that Celtic won to nil bet. It's likely that Shane Duffy will probably start at centre half for Celtic so following, <laughs> following an injury to Stephen Welsh. And Celtic are fairly light in terms of options at centre half. So, uh, yeah, that's maybe slightly less appealing on that basis now that I think about it. Okay, so no bet in that one for us either. Uh, just very briefly on the Championship, we're not particularly confident many games are going to go ahead, but Friday night, Queen of the South v Hearts. Hopefully that one should be okay. Last week, Hearts won 1-0 at air, and I think this pretty much has the same feel to it. Yeah, I think we said last weekend, away to air, 1-0 Hearts, and that's exactly how it finished. Uh, I don't think it was a great match. Queen of the South, though, improving... Lots and lots of goals in the games, Queen of the South. It's on the plastic pitch at Queen of the South as well. So um fully expect Hearts to win. No value at two to five. Um again, probably a match best left alone. Yeah, I was just going to quickly have a look at the scoreline of one nil. Um given that seems to be where we think it this one's probably heading. Uh, so yeah, that's that's live on Friday night on BBC and it's uh, 8-1 Hearts to win 1-0 uh, and that might just be a wee interest bet worth up in there OK can you just give us a wee recap of your bets for the weekend then yep so this weekend's nap is Aberdeen to beat St Mirren at even money and that's available um, at most bookies at the moment I'm taking Dungeon United v Livingston and I'm taking Dungeon United double chance at 10 to 11 and again that's widely available at most bookies and finally, I'm taking Motherwell to beat Hamilton and Motherwell to score two or more goals. And that pays 21 to 20 with a bet, 365 bet builder. 
Excellent, thank you. And don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. And if you want more tips like these, then join Greg's Telegram channel where he posts his best tips daily. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details on how to sign up there. You can also catch more of Greg's tips on the Mr Fixit's Tips website. So visit mrfixitstips.co.uk and see what Greg has to offer there. And that's us for another week. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast and uh, best of luck with your bets this weekend. Thank you.